0: The Antidote has a special guest for tonight, Shane Oshner of Everything in Slow Motion. Thanks for coming on The Antidote, Shane.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: I guess to bring the music of Everything in Slow Motion into context, we really need to look at your past music. You were the front man of Hands and the band released a trio of really killer albums, The Sounds of Earth, Creator, and Give Me Rest. But then Hands decided to call it quits. Now, was that a difficult decision for the band?
1: Um, I don't think so. It was actually, I don't know, I've I've been in bands that have ended before, I guess, and when we kind of decided to stop, it wasn't really a big deal. Like, we just kind of called each other and was like, hey, so uh, maybe it's time we wrap it up. And I remember Josh being like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, (laughs) I mean, it wasn't like a big sit down, have a band meeting thing. It wasn't arguing anything. You know, I, I don't feel like we drove that project into the ground. I feel like we almost quit at its peak, honestly, and because Give Me Rest saw more success than any of our other albums. And by that time, we had already pretty much packed it in, you know. To answer your question, I guess, without going into 20 minutes of an explanation, because that's what I tend to do. So keep me accountable for that. <laughs> but okay. Uh, It was easy to do. We just kind of knew it was time to to be done touring and just things going on at home and families and stuff we wanted to attend to more than being on the road. And then decided to put out one more album and then um, we just kind of went out that way, I guess, until we officially started these other projects. So it it seemed natural and like it was time.
0: But I suppose finishing up with hands gave you the opportunity to begin your new project, Everything in Slow Motion.
1: Oh, yeah. It was definitely the green light for all of that. With Give Me Rest, I got to experience a lot of just kind of recording and writing on my own in my basement on my computer. And and uh, I know that sounds maybe kind of selfish or dorky or whatever, but I, uh, I just felt like it was just awesome to go downstairs and put on my headphones and just write you know, whatever I was feeling at that time, whatever I wanted to hear at that time. I could just make it happen. And that was fun for me. That was healthy for me musically. I guess with Give Me Rest, you know, kind of experiencing that for the first time, I was pumped on it. And once we decided to kind of call it, I definitely wanted to keep going and keep writing. And, you know, I I didn't have any intentions of doing that on a label or doing what this is right now. I I was just going to release it on my own and things just kind of happens. Yeah, that that was definitely the green light on on everything in slow motions. Yeah, it's kind of cool.
0: So just to clarify, that means everything in slow motion is a solo effort.
1: Uh, yeah, it is. Just old me in the basement with some headphones.
0: <laughs> Didn't you find that difficult going solo? I mean, I think many artists would find it sort of overwhelming with not having other band members for support.
1: No, it was good. I mean, I just, I guess if you go to the base of everything, I just, I love writing music and I've always been that way. And and, you know, in any band I've ever played in, I've always kind of taken on that role of leading the the writing process, you know what I mean? And luckily with Hands, um, the, our drummer Josh, you know, him and I worked a lot on all of that hand stuff together, which was great, you know, but we understood each other so well that we could almost predict each other's moves, you know what I mean? Like... I knew his style of drumming so well, and I mean, we just always learned from each other. And uh, and right now, he's kind of doing a project. Um, he's doing a lot of tracking on his own and, and writing and everything, and it's cool. So, but I don't know. I just I've always really enjoyed doing that—playing bass, guitar, drums, writing lyrics, doing vocals. It, it's fun and it's cool to get in the studio and record. You know, it, it's definitely fun to play with other people and to write with other people, but. For this specific project, this just works, I guess, and it, it doesn't freak me out, and it doesn't uh, feel overwhelming or anything. It just feels like got this kind of tune in my head, and, and I want to make it real. I don't know. That's kind of how it happens, I guess.
0: And you're able to do all of this and have a two-year-old.
1: Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty nuts, too. So <laughs> The way I operate with that, because my day is swamped. I've got a two-year-old, but now I also have another daughter. Uh, she's like three months old. So basically what I do is I just, you know, my my day gets rocked back and forth between uh, my family and work and, and other things. And then um, at night, as soon as everyone goes to bed and, and it's quiet, I'll just kind of disappear into the, the room in front of the computer with my guitar and recording software. And, and, uh, and I'll just write from like, you know, 11 o'clock at night to three in the morning and and then go to bed, and my day starts again at seven a.m. You sacrifice sleep, but you know, for me, that's the the most calming part of my day. You know, where I just kind of get to crack a Mountain Dew <laughs> and like put the headphones on and just write and record, and it's awesome. It's peaceful, and it's worth you know losing a few hours of sleep. So when you think about it, it's for sure a lot of work and a lot of time, but worth it. It's my passion. It doesn't feel like work, I guess.
0: Last year, you released your two-track Red EP. Mm-hmm. What about that EP? Were you testing the waters to see how everything in slow motion would be responded to, or why just do a two-track? Yeah,
1: I think you nailed it, yeah. At the time, I, I had started writing a full length, and I just had those two songs done. That was it. When I started doing that, I, I kind of had the idea in my head of, I'm going to launch this new project. I'm, I'm going to record a record, and I'm just going to put it on iTunes by myself, and, uh, I don't care if I sell two copies or eight copies or a hundred copies. Um, I just want to keep creating music and keep putting it out there. And um, I had these two songs demoed out, and at that point I contacted Jason at Face Down because I was still, you know, with Hands. Just because the band is done doesn't necessarily mean that the, the contract is just over. And I, I really didn't know too much about that, and so I wanted to call him and kind of just give him a heads up and say, hey, man, um, hands is done, which he obviously knew at that point, but I want to keep writing and recording, so I'm going to put a record out by myself on iTunes or whatever, and I just wanted to, like, let you know to make sure that there wasn't anything I was missing here. You know what I mean? Contractually, I, I didn't want to do anything to, you know, rub him the wrong way or anything and just make sure everything was cool, so... Um, And he was just kind of interested right away and was like, well, what do you got, you know? And uh, he's like, do you have anything that I could hear? And I was like, well, I've got like two demo tracks. (laughs) And uh, he's like, send it over. So I sent him over those two demos. They didn't have vocals or anything. They were just garage band demos that I'd done in, in the basement. And um and he just said, well, if you want to put this out on your, uh, on your own, that's, that's cool. But if you want me to put it out, I'd love to. And I was just blown away. You know, I was driving at the time and I remember I almost catch my breath because I couldn't understand why, uh, why someone would do that um, other than just for the love of music. And, and that's exactly what Jason is. And, th- and that's what Face Down is, is, is those people legitimately love putting out music. We just kind of talked and, and decided instead of waiting for a full length, hey, let's just launch these two songs. Let's let's put it on a 7-inch and um, see what happens. So we did that, and it was awesome. The response to Red was great and very unexpected, you know. It kind of set everything into motion with this full length, you know, like, okay, well, let's do it. Let's do this full length. And so... Um, I started writing you know, right away for that, and instead of including those two songs in that process, I just started over from scratch, um, so that way there'd be a brand new album, and there wouldn't be two songs on there that have already been released, because I kind of hate it when, when that happens, you know, with records you get excited about, and they're brand new, but oh, hey, here's two songs out of ten tracks that you've already heard. So yeah, it started fresh, and that EP was was cool, man. It was definitely the thing that kind of said, hey, here's this new project.
0: Well, of course, you were talking about the recording process, but obviously you're describing the new release, your debut release, I guess, Phoenix, Mm -hmm. which is coming out December 10th. It has some similarities to the music of Hands, but it isn't Hands Part 2, is it?
1: No. It's different, you know, and I got to be honest, like, I really think if Hands would have kept going that this would probably be pretty similar to where we were headed. You know, Um, we've always kind of continued trying to move forward with what we're doing. And uh, I feel like our albums really kind of prove that, you know what I mean? Like any record we've done doesn't sound anything like the one before it. Like, if you move from The Sounds of Earth to Creator to Give Me Rest, those are three entirely different records. The only thing that that seems recognizable sometimes, you know, is just maybe some of the vocal stuff and certain little style things. But, man, the songs are just, they're all different feels. And um, so I I feel like this is where things were headed anyways. But, you know, it it was cool because I I feel like having started Fresh, I think just had it in my head to, like, well, I'm just going to... Just do whatever, you know? (laughs) So um, when we were doing the hand stuff, we did that too, where we were just like, well, we're just going to do whatever. And if people like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. It's not a big deal. But I feel like that was kind of taken to the next level with this. This is a new project, you know what I mean? And if I want to sing more, then I'm going to sing more. (laughs) And uh, things like that. And um, does this album have to have, you know, a couple really heavy songs on it? Uh, to kind of keep it um within this little hardcore metal community and no it doesn't you know what i mean it it is what it is
0: let's talk about the songs in the new album i mean they could be described as traumatic beautiful mournful dramatic but which adjective would you say takes precedence on the album which is at the forefront
1: i guess i don't know cuz i don't i don't hear it like everyone else does you know what i mean
0: you're too close to it
1: yeah yeah and it's tough cuz You know, when I hear it, I just envision these songs. You know, lyrically, I just see myself stressing at the kitchen table at 3.30 in the morning trying to write lyrics. And it's all just kind of a blur, you know? Um, I think
0: that's the lack of sleep.
1: Yeah, that too. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, when when I show it to someone for the first time, they don't hear it like I do. The initial reaction is just like, wow, that just seemed very real, I guess. Like, real is the word that gets thrown around a lot. I think that's maybe the best way to describe it is there's no bull crap on this album as far as you know the writing process goes. Nothing was written to try and please anybody or, or impress anybody or to try and skyrocket this project to the top of the iTunes metal charts <laughs> or to get on a tour of some sort. I mean, this was just written because it felt right. And and lyrically, you know, I really tried to just write something that other people could latch on to and relate to wherever they're at in life and whatever they're going through. And yeah, I guess that would be the best description is is, I feel like it's just it's a real album. Like when you hear it, people sense honesty, you know what I mean? And nothing else. That would be my hope anyways, is that is that people would, would take that from it.
0: Since you're bringing up the topic of people's response to the album. A week ago, I had a group of musicians staying over, and we were talking about new music, and I played Most Days. Mm-hmm. As it ended, one of the band members says, that's a perfect song. And I got to admit, everyone, myself included, agreed. Because I mean, <laughs> Most Days is really a tremendous song. Thank you. Fill us in on how you formed the song, like both lyrically and musically, because it is unusual.
1: Thank you. That's awesome. Uh, most Days it's funny you know musically it was the first one i had written for this album this song got demoed out a year ago almost to this day and uh basically like it was a total sleeper because after i recorded and demoed out the rest of the songs throughout the year that one became my least favorite and maybe it was just because oh it's the first one i wrote you know what i mean But it became my least favorite. I really didn't see it being anything special on the album. And uh, I had high hopes for, for a few of the other tracks instead. Even when we recorded the music in comparison to all the other songs, I was just like, yeah, it's cool, you know, but it's it's going to be a track seven wherever I can kind of bury it in the album because, you know, I just didn't see anything extremely special. I mean, I felt it was a great song, and, and I was really stoked on it, and I felt like it, it fit the rest of the album really well. But in comparison to the other songs, I just I wasn't as excited about it, I guess. And then the second we started laying down vocals... um, Well, musically, the song grows, it just kind of builds, it starts really small, and it gets really big. And I think that's kind of a style that I really like doing. Uh, Like Red, for instance, that song starts small, and it Mm -hmm. it gets huge, you know, and it ends with this big just powerhouse of riffs. And, you know, this song kind of does the same thing. You know, it's not on purpose. It's just, (laughs) when I start demoing songs, things kind of happen that way, you know, you just kind of build things. And, um, Lyrically, man, that was one of the last songs that I wrote lyrics to, because like I said, I wasn't as excited about it, so I, I really didn't touch the lyrics until the, the way to Kansas City to record vocals. And I remember being in the car, and I'd been driving for seven hours and still had two hours to go, <laughs> and it was like five in the morning. Me and the family were in the car, and I was like, okay, I've got two hours to do this. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Basically, like, I just I couldn't think of anything. And um, eventually, I got to the point where I was I started thinking about, you know, some experiences I had, I guess, when I was, you know, in my uh, late teenage years, I guess, like, I just I had a lot of problems with kind of just getting into things that I shouldn't have been into. And I I remember at the time, I was a I was still a front man for a Christian band, you know, local hardcore band, and uh, I was getting up there and talking about Jesus and how you should give your life to him and, hey, we're going to be in the back, come talk to us, you know, we can pray with you and all this stuff. And I'd do all that and then I'd walk out of the back of the venue and go stay the night at my girlfriend's house. Uh, and I mean, that barely scratched the surface of those years, but I remember constantly trying to hide who I was because everyone else around me, my friends, my family, they they knew me as this God-loving, really cool dude that probably didn't have a bad bone in his body (laughs) you know and i remember constantly just trying to hide that but feeling this addiction to worldly things i just could never shake it then i'd start lying all i would do is lie 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 to people to everybody around me and it just sucked man and i I just remember having so many times where i'd be like god please like you know what's it going to take to get me out of this it just seemed like it would never end That song is kind of about that, you know, whether you're addicted to drugs or pornography or whatever. There's so many things that people can be addicted to. Whatever that is, this song is kind of about that. For me, I I felt like God was the only one that could pull me out of that, because I certainly couldn't help myself. So that's what that song is about. You know, it obviously ends with only you can save me and. That line I, I struggled with, I didn't want to put it on there because I felt like it was kind of cheesy and kind of overused and stereotypical, you know. Uh, stereotypical metal hardcore line, you know. It sounds like something you would yell before a gigantic breakdown in China symbol would hit. And then you'd print it really big on a t-shirt. It's, there's no other way to say it because that's what it was. Like God pulled me out of that. I, I didn't pull myself out of it. And uh, I'm very grateful for that. So that kind of sums up that tune anyways.
0: But at least your line in that song was an honest response.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> it was. It's the truth. Because I feel like when you hear that song, if you're going through something like that, I feel like something's going to click right away. You know, you're going to hear that song and you're going to think, I know exactly what this song is about. I'm just hoping that it'll spark something with those people that are going through the same kind of issues and maybe it'll help them out. That's my hope for that song. And that, that's kind of my hope for the whole album, you know, is that you know I, I can take experiences like that and hopefully someone can relate to them
0: and will ultimately help them out. So for those who listen to the new album, Phoenix, what kind of impression or thoughts do you want them to be left with?
1: Um, I think just hope. Uh, no matter what you're going through, a lot of the songs kind of have the same approach as most days where it's kind of a, a song about struggle and kind of overcoming that. Uh, I just hope when people hear those songs that they can relate to it and it'll really hit hard and um, it'll kind of encourage them, I guess, to to kind of keep pressing forward, you know? Um, and if if they know anyone in their lives that's going through something, that they can be there for them too, you know? Yeah, I guess it's about hope and encouragement, and I hope they leave encouraged.
0: You had spoken about how Most Days isn't your favorite song, and that you actually had other favorites. So which would you choose? What are your favorites from Phoenix? Oh.
1: Well, you know what? I didn't even finish that, really, now that I'm thinking about it. Dude, when we started tracking vocals for that song, the second I sang that first line, that like, made a promise I'd never do this again, I was like... Like, we stopped, and I had Josh, the engineer, play it back. And both of us just looked at each other like, this is it, man. Like, this is awesome. Like, the song was a total sleeper. It came out of nowhere. You know, all of a sudden, with that vocal line on it, it instantly became one of my favorites to where I'm like, wow, I did not see that coming. That is one of my favorites, oddly enough. It just took it being fully recorded for me to really realize it. Anyway, some other favorites on the record. Uh I really, really love the song Numbers. I really like just the slow tempo, like, you know, big fuzzy kind of stuff. And everything uh about that song defines the music that I'd love to listen to and that I'm most inspired by. I love it. I think that might be my favorite one on the whole record. And then Oh, Speak, the track with Christian from Blindside. That song, too. I love that song because it just rocks. You know, It's got really cool kind of riff in it and it feels good. And then his vocals are so awesome on that song, so it's cool. I really, really do. I love all of them. They, they all have their own character. I feel like none of them blend in with each other a whole lot. Um, They all kind of bring their own thing. So it, it keeps the album interesting and fun to listen to and You know, when you're listening from front to back, you know, that 50 minutes blows by pretty fast, and that's a good thing.
0: You're never sure what to expect on the next track.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it always changes. It it keeps your attention.
0: You mentioned about having Christian Lindskog from Blindside on Speak. How did you ever tag somebody like that to be on your song? Dude, (laughs) it was nuts. I could talk about this
1: for two hours. Um... So I'll I'll try and keep it to like under three minutes. (laughs) But basically, I've always been a big fan of Blindside and Christian's vocals were so inspiring to me when I was just kind of getting into doing vocals. And uh, I just feel like his voice is so stand out. When you hear his voice, you know, it's him. You know what I mean? He's got a really cool tone and and character about his voice and uh, his lyrics are always so good. And, you know, I was just mega inspired by him. And I guess it's always kind of been like, you know, on my mind, like, God, oh, just it'd be so awesome to work with them. But it, it never seemed like a possibility. I don't know how it necessarily came up. I think Jason and I, from Face Down, we were just talking one day. And I remember when I had the, the demo for Speak tracked, I was listening to it. And I'm just like, holy cow, like, he, he's the first person that came to mind when I'm like, man, having him sing on this song would be great, because... That song almost has kind of like a Blindside feel to it. And uh, he came to mind right away, and I just asked Jason. I was like, I have no idea how to get a hold of him, but hey, you know Sonny from P.O.D., so maybe he knows, Uh, because Blindside and P.O.D. work together quite a bit. Basically, what happened is Jason reached out to Sonny, who then reached out to an old manager who then got a hold of Christian. It must have taken a month for us to get word that he had even gotten our message. (laughs) We thought it was kind of a lost cause. And all of a sudden, Jason had an email from Christian one day that said, Hey, I heard you were trying to get a hold of me. Um, And at the time, he had gotten the music video for Red. He's like, "Uh, what can I do for you guys? By the way, I really love this music video and this song. And so we... um, Hi, Arbor. She's here. Uh, <laughs> she's
0: here she, she's to help um
1: she's feeding the dog hey can you say hi hi <laughs> all right um we basically jason emailed christian back and said hey here's shane's email get in touch with them he emailed me we just started talking and, and um eventually we uh did the skype thing and just talked about the song and the idea and and really kind of got to know each other and it was super cool, and um, I said, hey, this part here is kind of what I'm thinking for a chorus idea, but ultimately, you do your thing, man. Like, you write the lyrics, you put on there whatever you want. You have free reign, like... And he was seriously one of the most, like, humble, cool, uh, good-hearted people I've ever met. You know, eventually, when it got down to recording, I remember waking up and seeing the email in my, on my phone with his vocal track, and... That's
0: a microphone.
1: That is a microphone. Anyways, I listened to the track and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is perfect." Hearing his vocals, it was so awesome. And cuz he nailed it. He nailed the song perfect. It was exactly what I was hoping for. And then obviously the nostalgia kind of hit too. <laughs> where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you know, like this guy is sharing a song with me and it was such a cool such a cool thing." Yeah, never expected it to happen, um, but he's just a dude, you know. He's he's not that far out of reach from from anybody. Yeah, it was cool.
0: Holly Ann is on the other end of the musical spectrum in comparison to Blindsight, but she added her gorgeous vocals to the closing track, mm. Proxima. Mm-hmm. Why did you do, record this song, Wayne? I mean, really, because it verges almost in the edge of the worshipful.
1: Oh yeah, it sounds like it could have been a track off the Sounds of Earth, honestly. It made its way into the writing process, and even though I knew it was very different from the other songs, um, I never ruled it out. I was just like, man, this is this is a really cool song, and, and I want to find something to do with it. I don't want to not record it and put it on this album because it's a totally different feel. Because um, I, I want this album to kind of take people on sort of a journey when they listen to it, you know? Uh, and that's why the track listing is kind of set up like it is, to where... You know, if you listen to it from front to back, you know, you're going to get a good experience, a, a much better experience than skipping from your favorite song to, oh, back to the first track and to the third track. And that song, you know, it just seemed cool to do something more instrumental and more uh, just kind of spacey and loose. I've always liked doing stuff like that. So, yeah, I just I left it and I, I wanted the, the vocal line to be kind of um, hymn like and a good kind of closing piece to to the record. I find rest in you, you know? Uh, No matter where I'm at, no matter how much I struggle, no matter how much I doubt God is real, or ask myself a a million questions of, you know, how it's possible, or am I just grouped in with this really weird group of people that (laughs) believe in something that seems entirely impossible? (laughs) You know, like, everything through all of that, I truly do feel something in in my heart that I can find rest in. And I don't know, I I feel like that's kind of his breath into my life. I'll continue to understand that and develop that as life goes on. And I mean, that's proved itself already. So so the song just is very much about hold my soul, you know, if I should come undone. And uh, and I'm constantly undone, you know. (laughs) So it's like i just i wanted the song to be like that and and holly it's funny her husband nathan actually sang on the song water from Give me rest i knew that holly his wife you know was doing solo stuff and i really wanted a female vocal on this song and so i reached out to her and and she was totally up for it and uh again kind of like the christian from blindside thing we just talked on the phone and, and traded ideas and um I just said, hey, do whatever you want. And I'm sure it'll turn out great. The first time I heard her on that, you know, I was blown away. We were sitting in the studio and our jaws were just dropped because her voice was so beautiful and it was so perfect for for that song, you know. And, and I, I feel like she made that song. It just couldn't have happened without her. So that, yeah, that was great. That was awesome. And I would encourage people to check out, you know, more of her stuff because it's great. It's great music. She's a great
0: artist. So come December tenth, where does everybody get to pick up your album?
1: I, I don't know where physical copies can be picked up for sure. Digitally you can get it anywhere. Anywhere you can buy music digitally, there it is. You know, iTunes, Amazon, whatever. Uh, but if you're wanting vinyl or A physical copy, which I'd recommend because I think it's just way cooler. The best place for that uh, would be to to pick it up off of the Face Down Records website. So in their merch store, they've got all that stuff. They've got the vinyl and the t-shirts and hoodies and all sorts of cool stuff. So you won't have a problem finding it, that's for sure.
0: We've been speaking with Shane of Everything in Slow Motion. Shane, seriously, it's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate your time, man.
1: Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. I, I Seriously, it, it's awesome.
0: Okay, Shane. Well, listen, have a good night.
1: Alright, you too, Dave. Thanks a lot, man.